0: Yeah, it's great to have you coming, everyone. Welcome to Sports Day WA. As now for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar, we're going to roll in to the top seven AFL grand finals, uh, VFL AFL grand finals. Okay. Now we're doing it also from a bit of a West Australian perspective. So let's kick it off with number seven.
1: Number seven picked up by Sumic. Sumic's snap is a good looking one. It's bending around the post. I think it may be a goal. It is. Remarkable. Across to Heady. A delicate little chip to the run of Matera. Suddenly the Eagles are alive. Matera sets sail for home. And the Eagles hit the front. Goes for distance. Back towards the kickoff line. Jackovic towering mark. Eagle supporters and fans are realising now they've got the flag as Sumich takes the mark. Just 20 metres out. need to say that he does prefer That is area. He uses that uh, helicopter kick and it works. They've got it. The Eagles have got it. The
0: Eagles are going to win their first play. Commentators, Bruce McEvaney, Dennis Cometti, Sandy Robertson, Ross Glenn Denning there. Peter Sumich kicked six goals. Norm Smith medalist was Peter Matera, who was on fire and Mick Malthouse, the Jock McHale medalist, as the winning coach. 95,007 at the MCG on the 26th of September. The Eagles trailed at halftime by 12 points, but then kicked 10 goals to four after halftime to career away. 16-17, 113 to 12-13, 85.
1: Number six. The pack and a mark to Billy Pickin he better hurry up, because time is running out at the 32-minute mark. And scores. North Melbourne a goal in front. The kick by Picken is into the goal square. There's a mark here to someone. It's in front of Twiggy Dunn. It's, a, it's a Twiggy Dunn, I think, it has got it. Oh, oh, golly, it could be a drawn game. We might be back here next week. the ball, only about 10 metres out from goal, and look at those North Melbourne players on the mark. Well, Oh, the pressure on this veteran from Collingwood, played over 200 games. Fires for the goals. And he's put it through and scores at that level. And scores at that level. Now what will happen? Can they get it down there and score a point? Out? Max Richardson picked up by Little ball he's going for run. Can he get it down there and the side I think for the end of the game. It's a draw. It's a draw.
0: 77 grand final is a draw. Oh, and we'll be back here next week. Oh. <laughs> Great call by the late Lou Richards there. And at Melbourne career ground, 24th of September, 1977, in front of 108,000 people. Uh, It was drawn Collingwood, 10-16-76. North Melbourne, inaccurate, 9-22-76. In fact, Collingwood led 9-12 to 4-15 at three-quarter time. So they led by 27 points, but the Collie Wobble certainly settled in in that final term. Twiggy Dunn with the only goal of that final term. Collingwood kicked one goal four in that final quarter, and North Melbourne went on to kick five goals, seven to force the draw.
1: Number five. Cousins again. Bolton with him. Eagles with numbers. Banfield, the old timer, the veteran of 94. Chance for the Eagles. Canelli takes it to safety. And the Swans hang on. It nearly ricocheted off Nikoski's leg. It did.
0: four. Uh, Ty did it well, saw the option in the pocket, went for it, Leo Barry, slow it down.
1: So it Leo out. Barry, by in the one, back one, pocket, one, by... heads along the boundary line, oh good mark by Cox, Cox throws it onto the left, one last roll of the dice for Diego.
0: Barry, U star, goes down now in football folklore. That uh, last gas spark that celebrated Sydney winning their first premiership in 72 years. Sydney hanging on to win eight goals, 10-58, to the Eagles, 7-12-54, and the Norm Smith Medalist, Chris Judd of the West Coast Eagles in front of 91,898 people there at the MCG. The day was the 24th of September 2005.
1: Number four. But <laughs> the through they come. O'Callaghan is there. Jackson picks up for Carlton. Jackson on the left foot snap. Oh, he's got it through. He tries to scramble a ball. Dizzlingo shoots. It's on its way. It looks pretty good. Colton in front. It's a goal. Colton in front. Oh, what a finish. I'm oh, in the time on. How close of Colton with steadying down. He's going for the lead from McKenna. McKenna goes up. She's playing it. Play up. on. Play on. Oh, play on. Play on is a call. Up towards a half court for Colton now. Through comes Jessalenko. Jessalenko, a left footer. There's nobody there. Look at this. It's bad through. got to go any second, Michael. Half a minute to play, I reckon. Fantastic. There's the kick now. Down to the half-forward flank. A mark, 2.
0: in the days since the passing of Ronald Dale Barassi. That was one of his great moments. Uh, Carlton Collingwood Grand Final widely considered one of the greatest grand finals of all time and according to one of the key protagonists, Ted Hopkins uh, heralded the birth of modern football. Now the attendance figure Of 121,696, broke the grand final record set the previous year of 119,165 and set an all-time attendance record for any football code in Australia that still stands. Collingwood led at half-time, 10-13-73, Carlton 4-5-29 by 44 points. And the game changed after half-time. Collingwood kicked a further four goals after the major break. Carlton came storming home, kicking 13. To finish, 17-9, 111 to 14-17, 101. And the 44-point margin at half-time will go down in uh, footy folklore as the margin.
1: Number three. <laughs> Toulour provides the run. Kicks inside 50. McGovern, McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Vardy straight away. They need to keep going quite quickly. 220. Coast can win the grand final two minutes and just under massive shade from the boundary needs to be in Bouncing ball. They've got a brand new stadium, a big one. And they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the Eagle has landed for the Premiers in 2018.
0: An amazing game of football. Collingwood kicked the first five goals of that game. And at quarter time, it was 5-1, the Magpies, to 2-2 West Coast. And at three-quarter time, it was dead level. 8-7 each of two. And it was a seesawing final term. The Eagles getting up by five points on the 29th day of September 2018, in front of 100,022 people. The Black Eyed Peas and Jimmy Barnes provided the pre-match entertainment, and Luke Shuey took off the Norm Smith Medal.
1: Number two. <laughs> the goal. Back in front. Square for uh, St Kilda. Got up the target. O'Brien, he's building the ball forward. Johnson quickly off the mark. Millen, best. Ball bouncing. Oh. Oh. Scores 11. Oh, no. oh, no. What are you doing next week? Gee mm, whiz. Do you take the ball there, Stephen Millen? I think if you going to try and take it, it just bounced out of his reach. out. the tap. Del Santo. It's going to be a draw. It's unbelievable and we go
0: down as the ball that bounced the wrong way for Stephen Milne in the dying seconds of that game Collingwood led by 8 points at 3 quarter time the Saints actually came from behind. They trialled by 24 at half time, then a barnstorming second half, and really it was up for grabs in that final term. In the end, it was a draw, and they had to come back, and we know what happened in the replay. Collingwood too strong. On the 25th of September 2010, people thought one of the longest droughts in VFL, AFL history as far as premierships was going to be broken, St Kilda Couldn't get it done that year. The full-time scoreline, 10-8-68 to 9-14-68. St Kilda kicked three goals three in that final term to Collingwood's two goals one. And uh, it was an absorbing game in front of 100,016 people. Lenny Hayes, one of the star performers for St Kilda, won the Norm Smith medal and wasn't a great to hear Dennis Cometti, Bruce McAvaney, and Lee Matthews anchor the call.
1: Number one. Very interesting, Dennis, in that first bounce because the Yates came off the wing and went straight for Dermot Burrett. Dermot's down on his knees, as you can see. Gary Ablett will go very close from here. About 52 meters. This is reminiscent of the final Dermot Brereton down. I mentioned how Yates came through the centre, didn't have eyes for the ball, just went straight at Brereton and has put him down. A bad miss for Hawthorne because he's the one who can really get them going. But it goes long down towards the pocket. Ablett is there, almost the one-hander. Finds it on the ground from 25 metres out. He's checked it. His eighth goal. Oh, Gary Ablett. He's just quite amazing. So, a
0: tremendous effort by both sides. And we're close to the end of the game. And only three goals separates the two sides. Tuck.
1: Bairstow over the top. Bruns. Bounce favours Bruns. Bruns goes for goal. Brownless at the back. This could be. has kicked
0: eight, a chance to kick his ninth. That mistake coming from his brother-in-law, Michael Tuck on the outer flank, the back flank for Hawthorne. Here goes Ablett for goal number nine and he's threaded it. David Cameron has kicked two. That'll
1: stop the clock. And there's going to be a ball up. Valuable time is just ticking away. We're down to 15 seconds now as play restarts. Geelong must get it immediately. One down by Flanagan, taken by up, upended by Dibby Domenico. They lock it up again. It looks like it's all over. The dream of back-to-back penance is all but there as far as the Hawks are concerned. There's the siren. Hawkeye have won it by six points. A heartstopper. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just seen it play.
0: It was a classic. 42 goals were kicked in that grand final. Unheard of these days. And Hawthorne were playing in their seventh successive grand final and eager to successfully defend the premiership for the first time in their history after being denied in 1984 by Essendon. And in 1987 by Carlton and under new coach Malcolm Blight, Geelong had become the most exciting team in the competition to watch with their attacking style and as we heard in the highlights there, the grand final Uh, was played in near perfect conditions and Geelong made their intentions clear right from the start when Mark Yates ran through Hawthorne's champion centre half-forward, Dermot Brereton. And Malcolm Blight, the coach, later admitted this had been a premeditated strategy to protect their star midfielder Paul Couch and negate Brereton. An amazing game of football. 21-18, 144 Hawthorne. Geelong 21-12, 138. As I mentioned, 42 Goals kicked in the last day of September back in 1989. John Farnham actually sang the national anthem that year, and rightfully so. In kicking nine goals in that grand final, Gary Ablett Sr. took off the Norm Smith medal. And in fact, at three quarter time, it was seemingly all over because Hawthorne led by 36 points and Geelong kicked eight goals, five in that final term, to just fail by six points. Called by Dennis Cometti, Sandy Roberts, Ian Robertson, and they had a star-studded expert panel too with Don Scott, Bernie Quinlan, Michael Robertson. Peter McKenna was also part of it with Ross Glendenny. So there you go. There's my top seven. What did you think, boys out there in the uh, production area? Do you agree with me? Yep, they do. Okay. I've gone with 1989. I just thought 42 goals kicked in a grand final. It's just unheard of. And Ablett's f- heroics, and they weren't just simple goals. There were snaps across the body. There were ground balls. There were fantastic marks taken. It gives me shivers just thinking about it. It was just an epic, epic grand final. So there's the top seven. The all-electric Kia EV6 brought you those with up to 500 and 28 kilometres of range. Uh, By the way, Todd of Millbridge said 1984 Essendon versus Hawthorne. Billy Duckworth, of course, took off the Norm Smith medal. Oh, was it the grand final? It was one of my first ones, actually, that uh, VFL grand final between the Bombers and the Hawks and there were, there was melee after melee in that grand final. So well done that Todd. Yeah, that was featured not in the actual top seven, but we did make mention. It was during a dominant period in the eighties for Hawthorne. They appeared, as we mentioned in that 1989 grand final, that was their seventh consecutive grand final, which is quite amazing. All right. Uh, now for Polaris Australia's number one selling side by side brand. Uh, here is just a couple of comments on what have been made regarding the big grand final coming up on Saturday. Dane Zorko plays game 250 and he was responding to reports that he might retire if the Lions are crowned Premiers on Saturday.
1: I've seen a little bit of this. Um, you're reporting a little bit of this over the last 24 hours. I don't know what that speculation is and why. Um, We always
0: seem to knock down players when they get to a certain age that we think they must retire. Um,
1: My football's been as good as it's been over my career, over the last um, 12 months. um, My body's in really good shape. There's no reason as to why I wouldn't continue playing next year.
0: And that's uh, Dane Zorko, as you mentioned, playing game 250. Peter Moore. In fact, Peter Moore's son, Darcy, plays game 150. Just repeating, Billy Frampton in for the Magpies. Daniel McStay out injured. Uh, Patrick Lipinski has been uh, confirmed as the uh, tactical sub. The 23rd man, Jared Lyons, uh, who was the sub in uh, the game a couple of weeks ago, uh, is out of the Brisbane Lions lineup. Uh, that's for Polaris. Uh, their plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS plus get $1,000 free accessory. And, of course, the NBL season begins tonight, or tomorrow night, actually, but uh, with the Perth Wildcats starting their campaign against Tasmania. The season actually starts tonight, but the Wildcats in action at uh, ROC Arena against the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. For Australia's biggest and best range of Wildcats merchandise, visit catsgear.com.au. More after the break.